Okay, welcome everybody to Happening at Hannah's. Today I have my friend Liz on. So Liz, how do we know each other and let's see if our stories line up the same. Um, high school? Yeah? I think so. I, I'm trying to think. Do you, the time, I don't remember you before Morgan's house with ice cream. Right, right. I think you're right. But I think maybe we had crossed paths at different things. There's no way we haven't. True. You know. Because we've lived in the same area for so long. Yeah. So long. Okay, Liz. So what's your favorite thing that you've currently been learning about God in the midst of your life? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot going on. So there's a lot of time to um, spend with him. And I think that that has... Almost, I mean, really has honestly been convicting about the times that I haven't mm. with the Lord. And so I think one of my favorite things um, right now is that even when things are getting to a point in your life that you never thought were possible in not the best way, um, that he's still there. Mm. And I'm currently going through something in my life that um, I never saw coming. And I'm just kind of looking back on how I handled things in like junior high and high school that were, as I would say, detrimental at the time that really weren't, but just how he's kind of molded and shaped me into being, being able to handle more difficult things and that we aren't promised an easy life. Mm. And, Honestly, that like when those things happen, it's like, oh, like he is taking care of me because he promised that it wasn't going to be easy. And like, it's, it's hard, but we're being shaped for heaven and that's how it goes. And so I think that that's not really one thing. That's kind of a lot of little things, but I think that that's a favorite thing right now. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so the next question I have is, how did you grow up faith-wise? So, I grew up going to church. Um, we moved to Canyon when I was three, and my, like, because you're forced to kind of have friends at that age. So, um, the <laughs> one of my best friends, um, he went to First Baptist Church in Canyon, and so we started going there with his family, and so I grew up going to First Baptist. Um, and then as I got into my junior year of high school, I dabbled in Central Church of Christ in Amarillo for a little while. But during this whole time, at the beginning of high school anyway, I was um, volunteering and working in childcare at Hillside. And I always thought it was kind of weird that I didn't go there. And so I started attending church there. And that's where I'm at now. And I love it so much. But yeah, grew up going to church um, with my whole family, and so that's been pretty steady the whole my whole life. So that's been nice. I love that. I think that's so neat that like you got to go with your whole family to church. It's such a cool thing. So in the midst of growing up, like going to church and all the stuff with that, what made you realize that you needed Jesus? So, um, I wouldn't even say that, like, okay, I got baptized when I was eight, 
and that is extremely significant to me. But I think when I really realized I needed Jesus happened after that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I actually got baptized with my grandma. She got rebaptized, so we got baptized. Uh-huh. That was really special. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of stuff, I guess, happened my junior year when I was going to a new church and I was going to church like on my own, like without my parents. I mean, I was going with my friends, but I wasn't going with my parents. So a lot of things have changed. Um, but that summer of my June, after my junior year, I went to work at a church camp with my family that I didn't really know. So they had come down, um, the Christmas before this summer and I had met them in passing a few times. They're pretty distant relatives. And they were like, oh, we have a church camp. You should come work out. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh, okay, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. We can do that. <laughs> Not really being wholeheartedly about it. But then I ended up going. And so um, I kind of regave my life to Jesus at that moment. I think that there is, I was doing a lot of things for the, my image mm-hmm. versus representing the Lord. And so, um, of course, re-giving your life to Jesus doesn't have to be like this, but there was a waterfall in California where the church camp was that we all like went <laughs> to and kind of like re-gave our life over. And so I think that like there was just a lot of conviction that summer that showed me that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And I found out that like thinking you're good is a really dangerous place to be. Like, thinking that you're doing well, you're doing better than everybody else, not a good spot, not a good place to be, because then you're like, I'm doing this. Mm. And so, giving that up completely and being kind of knocked in the knees and like, actually, no, you're you're not doing good. And so, I think that that was a big thing, is just like, not thinking it was me anymore because it shouldn't be me, because bad things happen when it's me. Um, <laughs> so I think just re-giving my life to the Lord in the midst of thinking that I was in control and I was doing all the good and all these things. So I think that that really got me. <laughs> yeah, I love how you, like, talked about, like, going in and, like, to the waterfall. Explain that a little bit more. So it was, it like, at the camp you were at? It was like part of a hike that we did. We had, when I got there, um, they had just finished like a set of campers. And so we had like a week off. Mm-hmm. And so that was our week to like kind of grow our team. And it was a really small camp. Like it was my aunt and my uncle, their two kids, um, two like maintenance people, and then me and five other staffers. And that was it. Wow. Like that was all. So we got to really grow close together because it was such a small group and we would like have little nights where we would do things that just enhanced our trust for the Lord and Mm -hmm. a lot of metaphors and all these things. Um, But so the waterfall was on one of the hikes that we did and there was a rock and it was a big rock and you stood on the rock and you jumped. The waterfall was kind of in front of you and then there was like where it was falling into, I don't know what that's called, like the pool under the waterfall. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we jumped in there, all of us, one at a time. 
and we did a lot of interesting things like we tried to walk on water once I mean like okay but and like we did a blindfolded hike at night where we just like held each other's hands and my uncle led us and he wasn't blindfolded and so we did a lot of things that kind of again like metaphorically represented like the way the Lord has his hand in our life mm-hmm. and, yeah I love that Okay, so what's one thing that you've found that the Lord has created you for? And it could be multiple things that add up to something. Oh, my Alexa's talking to us. <laughs> um, this is actually per Rachel Sweat. Um, Love her. So when this hard time that I mentioned earlier began, um, I was trying to find the right position for me in the situation Mm -hmm. because I grew up convinced that I needed to fix people. Well, let me tell you, that's not happening. That's not a (laughs) thing. Don't try it. You're going to be disappointed. (laughs) Isn't that Um, the truth? (laughs) So um, I was really just praying. I was like, okay, like I need, I need to know, like I need to know what I need to do here because I know what I want to do here, but I know that's not the right thing. And so I need to know what my position is. And so I called Rachel one night and was talking to her about it. Um, And she gave me like one word, obviously like not from her, like totally from the Lord and that light. Mm. So I think, like, maybe that well, that's what I was trying to get to with this whole fixing thing, but it, that didn't turn out well. So um, I learned, specifically in this situation, um, to just be speaking truth in a situation, to be the calm in the storm, kind of, in the situation, and be just like illuminate what the Lord is doing instead of all the bad stuff that's happening. And so I think as of right now, of course, things change and we have lots of purposes. I fully believe that we don't have just one. Um, But I think that that in this moment, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. No. I love that. I think it's, I also like how you phrased like that in, in this moment. Cause I think that's something that changes, like depending on where you are and what's happening around you. And I think like in the midst of coronavirus, that's been one of the biggest things to realize is like how adaptable we are and how God's still like constantly there. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, for sure. Okay, so what's one of your favorite things you've been reading in the Bible lately? Um, can I go grab my Bible? Yeah, go get your Bible. <laughs> Sorry, I should have been more prepared. It's okay. Okay, I'm coming. 
Yay! <laughs> All right. So let's see. I believe it is in. James. <laughs> Such a good book. Yeah, that's 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 what we're looking at right now. So, um, <clears throat> it's James two through eighteen. I, I will read it all. Obviously, that's kind of a lot, but um, it's about the testing of your faith. And so, mm. going back again to like just things that have been happening, and that the promise of difficult times. And that all of these times are like tools for refinement. Um, I have to sneeze. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that um, it says, I'll read the first part. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so we have to allow this to happen, you know? Mm. And so, and just like viewing things that are hard, trials that are difficult, that are going to come all the time in various ways, like it says, like all of these times are refining who we are. So. I love that. I think that's such a cool thing to be learning, like, in the midst of everything happening right now. Okay. The next question I have for you is, how have you seen God move in your lifetime? <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it is it's crazy. Um, I think a lot of it has been changing of position per me. He's not changed, but like what I've, I guess, allowed him to be over time, you know? Yeah. Um, I think right now I'm viewing him as a friend. Oh, here's a story for you. Okay, here we go. So where this whole friend thing started um, is... I went to a conference um, in March, I believe. Um, uh, me and four other girls are trying to start a um, organization on campus, as you know, the Delight Ministry. So um, the leadership team, which would be me and those other girls, went down to Austin for a weekend and met with all the other girls in this region that do it at their college. And so we all met together and we had a pastor come in one night and speak to us. And she was just talking about how, um, that like Jesus is our friend and then started, um, kind of reciting the song of, Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Instantly, I was like, oh, like, I've heard that recently, not in that exact state, but there's a song by Maverick City Music called Communion. It's literally 15 minutes long, but if you have 15 minutes, it's a good time to spend. And I was like, there's no way they're about to play this song. Not a lot of people know this song. There's no way. And as soon as she's done, they start playing this song. (laughs) I remember the story. (laughs) 
I'm serious when I say not a lot of people know this song. There's about 50 or 60 girls in this room. I was the only one that knew the words. <laughs> so um, I've always been really nervous to sing in front of people. Like, I, I in the car, okay, whatever. Like, everybody's doing it. And everybody in the radio is playing. Like, it's fine. But by myself, no. <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to do it. Because this has a lot of meaning to me, and I'm just going to do it. And so after that, um, the, the worship leader for the conference came up to me and was like, so you're going to help me lead worship now? And I was like, no, I'm not. Um, and I ended up doing it. She talked me into it. But that just kind of kick-started that different type of relationship between me and the Lord is, like, viewing him more as a friend than I have before. Not that he never was, but like he's just more prominently in that way right now. Because mm. sometimes where he's a father, you know, and sometimes where he's a friend and some, you know, he's just, he's all these things always. But I think that in different seasons, he's more prominently in one position mm. than the other to some people. And so I think that just seeing positions change and him like being the one that I go to because mm. that's what you like when you associate the word friend it's like that's the person you go to for everything yeah and you know and so I think that he's like really been that for me like that's who I'm going to tell everything to good and bad and so I think yeah I think I love that. And I had forgotten about that story till you just told me that. But I think it's so neat how, like, you're viewing God as a friend. Because I think it's so easy in life to just view God as this, like, almighty power that doesn't. Yeah. Versus, like, it's like he's our friend. And I love how you brought that up. Um, hold on. Let me grab my Bible. Because I was actually reading something about this on, like, Easter and it's talking about when Jesus is being betrayed by Judas. And he's in there. And it, he's talking and he greets Judas and he calls him his friend. And I had never read that before. Like to the extent where I read the word friend. And I can't find it because I don't remember which gospel I was in. But I just love how that's so prevalent that God is our friend. And I think it's so easy to forget that. For sure. I mean, he's an authoritative figure in our life. And prominently an authoritative figure in our lives. And I think it's hard to let that down. Mm. Especially like being like, oh, I can't mess up. I can't sin. Like if you're, if we're doing that, it's hard to see him as a friend. You know? Yeah, Definitely. Uh -huh. father yes yeah, it's just like so interesting i'll have to go back and add it in the show notes but um like this specific verse i just think it's so interesting okay liz i have one more question for you and then you can add anything else at the end so what is the song that people should go listen to during quarantine if they just want to get in their car and have a good song to jam to oh man hold on i will find one i will find for you right now for those of you who don't know liz is the fun person that always finds the new music oh okay 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 <laughs> so it's actually a cover mm -hmm. sorry for anyone who um 
despises covers because <laughs> some mm-hmm. people do they're just like no I want the original I'm sorry I can't I sometimes can't do it. covers are better though I think so too it's called this must be the place by sure sure like sure as in like yes so <laughs> that's a good one um and Sunday by the strokes I like it so those are some good ones. Um, also, gonna pop communion in there by Maverick City Music in there again. That's if you want to cry, though. Don't don't listen to it if you want to jam in your car. A <laughs> <laughs> good cry one. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Liz, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Um, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> me for this. I'm so it's pumped fun. that you're on. I uh, it's it's fun. It's been a blast. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.